On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I talk about players that may be on the bubble as the Philadelphia 76ers near training camp. Who will it be? A lot of names. Which ones really stand out of possibly missing the roster? We'll get into it next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, as always, from the Inquirer.com, Sixers beat writer Keith Pompey. Keith, what's happening? What's popping, D? How you been, bro? Oh, uh, man, all good. All good. No complaints. No complaints. Getting closer and closer, as we know, uh, here on this Thursday as we talk a little hoops. And before we get started, we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Remember... Locked On 76 is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube right here. Locked On 76 So, Keith, as we get closer and closer to the start of camp and looking at the roster, how, how deep it is, we've talked about it where they have a sure 10, possible 12, and then you have to worry about the other five roster spots. And we know the, the five players off the bench with DeAnthony Melton, Daniel House, Matisse Thibel, George Niang, and Montrez Harrell. Then you go to the next two of possibly Paul Reed, Shake Milton, Furkan Korkmaz right there. That's a, a good 15. Trevlin Queen, Isaiah Joe, Charles Bassey, Jaden Springer. There are a lot of names that have been discussed over the past year and, of course, in the offseason that look like this team has a pretty good deep roster, but not everyone is going to make the squad. 17 roster spots overall, as we know. The two-way players that you have in Trevlin Queen and uh, who's the second two-way player? Anyway, um, they they have they have a, a little bit of a numbers crunch here. So, wanted to ask you, man, as we start things off today, who's on the bubble? There, as I just laid out those five sure bench players as of today, with the five reserves that we talked about. Then you have Reed, Milton, and Corkmas. I guess <laughs> after that, Jaden Springer is a first round pick. So he's going to be on this roster. Also, at least a few other names, man. So what are we looking at here? There's a numbers crunch. Who could possibly be on the bubble as we get ready for training camp? I mean, I, I think you basically named everyone else besides them. But no, I, I think if, you know, Trevlin Queen is a guy who could be on the bubble. I mean, who possibly could be on the bubble. Um Isaiah Joe and, and also um, Charles Bassey. I mean, when, when when you look at it, you know, you, you look at it, the, the money, the numbers crunch. Like, you know, Charles Bassey right now only has like $74,000 guaranteed. If the Sixers waive him, all they owe this guy is $74,000. Trevlin Queen, um, if, if they waive him, all they owe him is like $330,000. Now, if Isaiah Joe gets waived right before the start of the season, they don't owe him anything, right? So from a monetary standpoint, you know, these are guys who you look at it and you say, hmm, it's, it's not, I'm not losing a lot of money by NBA standards. Now, a guy like Paul Reed, you know, he's another guy on a non-guaranteed deal. 
but they like him. They do. I mean, you know, I can see him possibly getting traded or something like that. But, you know, right now, if, if I'm two guys and before heading into the summer league, the two guys that I would say who was really in trouble, I would say Isaiah Joe and Charles Bassey, right? Just because of the numbers and because of their contracts. But the way Isaiah Joe played in summer league, I think now it makes them think like, okay, there's really probably going to have to be a competition between him and Trevor and Queen. Now, the only question mark about that with the Trevor and Queen thing is, is, you know, he's a guy that they signed. Like, they signed him in the offseason, and they hyped it up. Like, we got this guy, you know, the, the G League MVP. You know, he can he can knock down some threes. So is it one of those things where do you want to waive him this quickly, or do you want to keep him on? But I have to say that Isaiah Joe has outperformed him in 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 uh in, in summer league. So I, I just want to correct myself. It looks like the two-way players are Charlie Brown Jr., who was on the squad last season and spent some time with the Delaware Bluecoats also, and Julian Champagne from St. John's. So those look to be the Champagne, two. Yeah. Champagne? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, those look to be the two two-way players right there. So I, I, and that's my bad that I forgot to mention um, Charlie Brown Jr. because he was around a season ago. So and he saw some playing time. And, and that is another name, uh, again, Keith, that is, uh, you know, somebody who should be looked at as a guy who may be able to make some strides during training camp and possibly fight for a roster spot of the 17. Yeah, yeah, it could be. But I, I think that right now, like, you know, if, if that happens, I mean, you know, because the thing is, that means you would have to waive more than two people. You know what I mean? So I, I think that, you know, from a standpoint where you can say to yourself, okay, we still going to keep you on a two-way, you know, you, you basically build playing. Because, see, the NBA season starts before the G League season. So mm-hmm. you can basically, you know, be with the NBA team. And then what, what happens is if somebody starts to struggle, then you can say, well, maybe we might want to bring him up if that's the case, right? And then give somebody else a two-way. So I think that from a monetary standpoint, saving money, it might, unfortunately for him, it, it benefits them to keep him on that two-way right about now. Yeah, there's going to be some real, real playoff, uh, I mean, training camp battles to see who who makes this team when you go as deep as they do with the short 10 and then you f- figure out the next seven and one of them being Jaden Springer because they uh, spent a first-round pick on him and still trying to develop and see who he is uh, right now in his, in his young age. Then that, you know, then again, that really leaves you six. And you have Furkan Korkmaz with guaranteed money. Shake Milton, they picked up his uh, player option. So he's guaranteed money. And then everybody else is basically fighting for a spot. And it seems like they also at least like the idea of traveling Queen and what he does. And as you mentioned, Isaiah Joe had a pretty good summer league. So it, it might stand that he could once again, in last season, man, he had a really good training camp and preseason, Isaiah Joe. And he, he was pushing for some minutes, and he got those early minutes. Unfortunately for him, he couldn't keep that job in the rotation. But for the most part, you know, he had a really good start. And maybe he has another really good start to the season for training camp and then preseason going into the regular season where it makes it difficult for them uh, in making this decision. It's going to be really cool to monitor and see how, how these guys really stack up against one another 
fighting for those remaining spots on the roster. Speaking of the Sixers, as we always do here on Locked On 76ers, former 76er Ben Simmons joined former 76er J.J. Redick on his podcast. He has some things to say, Keith, uh, about his time here in Philadelphia and so many other things. We'll dive into that next and, and what it means for him going forward now with the Brooklyn Nets right here at Locked On 76ers. Before we talk about Ben Simmons, let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player development, team matchup, new podcasts, and in depth articles and analysis on every game you find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting, up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or your move or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Do it today, people. Do it today, especially when you have Thursday night football tonight. Cleveland and Pittsburgh. I don't know about that one, man. It's going to be kind of boring, in my opinion. Pittsburgh stinks. Seems like Cleveland, eh, you know, <laughs> whatever. Don't sleep on that rivalry, though, man. I remember I went to college in Pittsburgh. And, and I know. Dude, I'm not saying the rivalry isn't good. Crazy. I'm just saying the two teams aren't very good. Yeah, let me tell you. Let me, let me show you. Yeah, they're not very good, but I got to share this story. So when I was in yeah. college, I went to – it was a playoff game where the Steelers played the Browns. Now, mind you, I went to the regular season game, and it was bananas. So I had to go to the playoff game. I had the ticket, right? So the girl I was dating at the time was like, if, if you go to that game, I'm going to break up with you. And I was like, yo, she got to be joking. Like, she's joking, right? Wait, she's was, no. she, was she from Pittsburgh? Yeah, we were, we were students. We were like Pitt students. Yeah, so yeah. she was like, if, if you go to that game, I'm going to break up with you. Man, she ain't breaking up with me, y'all. She ain't breaking up. So after the game, I was like, you know, let me, I got to go over here, you know, make sure everything's right. She looked up with me, dude. <laughs> she broke up with me over this, this game. And like, for a while, I was like, wow. But now, like, when you, when you think about it years later, it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. That's right. You landed in the right spot. It was worth it. Well, yeah, well, all you did was go to the game. It wasn't like you were rooting for the Cleveland Browns or anything. I, yeah, she. All right. I mean, she was a nice girl, but she just. Yeah, no, I'm just talking about like the it. Fact it was like so. Then, the next week, so they won that game, and then in the next week, I believe that that was the second round of playoffs, and yeah, because it was a number one seed. So then the next week they played the uh, the uh, San Diego Chargers at the time and lost that one. So it was like I went to that game. So I was like, hey, hey, so I was like, oh, I, I, I got to see these playoff games. Wait a minute, was she not a sports fan? She was. She was. So, I mean, she was on the track team. I mean, she was like, she was in sports. But I guess she said that I was too consumed by it, I guess. I, oh, okay. I, right. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, I got to go to these games. Well, so, you need to go to the game. Look at you now. Keep on paying from the inquiry. I mean, come on. <laughs> so every time the Steelers play, the Cleveland Browns always sorry, but I always think about hey, she really broke up with me for going to the yeah, game. All of them going to the game, absolutely. Yeah. Man. Well, look, should be a good one on Thursday night 
and we'll see how that one plays out. Steelers and the Browns. Maybe she's watching the game. Who knows? Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen for your next listen. Check out the uh, Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you do get your podcast. All right, Keith, man, uh, one of the more discussed former athletes here in town, Carson Wentz. He's one of them. He plays the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend, a uh, uh, first game since he was traded a couple of years back. And uh, now we have this Ben Simmons thing where while he did come back with the Brooklyn Nets, he did not play. He was in the arena. He took all the booze. The Brooklyn Nets won the game, but he never played a game for them a season ago. Uh, right now, it, it appears that he will do so for the Brooklyn Nets when training camp gets underway next week. He jumped on the J.J. Reddick podcast and, and talked about a variety of things, one in which was the uh, fan base and playing in front of Philly fans. And he also mentioned media because he said, Keith, how – you know, J.J. was talking about how, how tough it is to play in Philly, but it was one of the best experiences of his life. And Ben went on to say that, uh, you know, when he would post fo photos on social media and all, it, it gets kind of crazy. They want you to consume yourself with basketball, basically. And he put it as such where he said the media would be coming at him if he posts photos of his car or his dog, et cetera, something non-basketball related, basically saying, bro, you should be in the gym. I don't remember media members doing that, but I do know that the fans have done that. And yeah, it was a couple of interesting nuggets there coming from that podcast. Yeah, um, you know what? The, the thing is, I just hope that this whole thing just disappears. I mean, well, I know like when when Ben goes to uh, media day, there's going to be a lot of questions about of questions. about this when Ben plays. His first uh, preseason game on was October the third, I believe it is, or to say yeah, October the third against the 76ers, the 76ers. There's going to be a ton of questions when he comes to Philadelphia. Regular season, tons of questions. But after that, I just hope it goes away. I mean, because yeah. you know it is is one of those situations where it's a sad situation the way everything happened. Um, you know, you talk to people. I mean, right now you look at it. I mean, we want to think about it. You know, yes, it was last season, but the stuff he's talking about is a year before that and what have you. But, you know, you know, there may have been some people who commented on it, but I don't think that those people were people who were there like every day, like you and I or any of the, you know what I mean? It might have been a fringe guy or a blogger or someone like that. But to me, I'm, I'm just ready to move on. I like Ben as, as a person. I do. We haven't. And always seen eye to eye, but I like him as a person. I respect him as a person. And, you know, for his growth and for the growth of the 76ers and the fans in Philadelphia, I think you just need people. Everybody needs to move on. And I think most of us have. As you know, here on this podcast, the only time we discussed them was when it was time for them to play the Sixers and we just mm -hmm. projected it out to see if it took place that he would be on the floor. It did not happen. And if people notice and listen here on this podcast, and if you're listening for the first time saying, why are you talking about Ben Simmons? It's topical because he's talking about his time with the 76ers for the first time openly in a, in a, in a forum like this on a podcast with someone who's he was comfortable with a former teammate in J.J. Reddick. And that's the only time we bring it up. Otherwise, I know you have. You don't write about him. Yeah. I don't talk about him on the radio show because there's no need to anymore unless something like this happens where he speaks out. And um, 
I was a little bit disappointed, though, in some of the I've listened to J.J. Reddick's podcast a lot. And I'm a big fan of what he does there and during the games on uh, ESPN. I, I am a big fan of what he does. One of my favorite players covering him while he was here. I, I thought he was tremendous of, of how he played here during his two years with the 76ers. But I, I thought he let Ben off the hook a couple of times with how he questioned it and didn't. I'm not going to say press it, but if he's comfortable with you, you know, make him answer the question because he asked him about the thing that we just talked about, about the fans and the media saying the things about being working on in the gym. But he asked him about, do you think a lot of that comes down from you not shooting? And Ben never answered the question. <laughs> he just went on that whole thing without answering the question. And part of the, you know, the job is to, if you're going to be in the job, to kind of follow up that question and say, hey, but, you know, the outside shooting part now. So so we'll see, man, and um, we'll see how it goes with, with his season. Uh, he talked about a variety of other things. I'm sure people, if not, have already listened. You will listen. And uh, at some point, we will let this thing go. It, it won't happen uh, through November because when they first step on that floor together, it's going to be wild, as we both know. Uh, but after that, I'm sure, you know, it, it will take its, its step back, its rightful step back of where it needs to be. Uh, in in the background of the Sixers trying to make their push for an NBA Finals appearance. Um, Keith, finally, uh, we've talked about Robert Sarver and his suspension and the uh, $10 million fine. We need to kind of update things on the other side of what it looks like he may or may not be doing uh, as an owner of the Mercury and the Suns. We'll do that next right here on Locked On 76ers. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens back here on Locked On 76ers. And Keith, the Suns. Well, you know I'm a big fan of the Suns. But that is aside. I don't know why. You ain't like you, you don't know anybody on that team. Shit. I do like, not. Like you get, I mean, come on, brother. You don't know anybody on that team. I do not. I do not know anybody. But uh, one of the things that followed this, <laughs> this team for years is, is the owner, Robert Sarver. Before this investigation, you would always hear stuff about him whether it was Earl Watson when he was there as a head coach, uh, so many other players, you would hear other uh, media members, uh, people that you may know in basketball talk about Robert Sarver and how much of a, a bad owner he was, a terrible owner he was, and it was, a bad, it was a bad environment in Phoenix. And it showed on the floor. The product was awful and just didn't like the whole situation there with Phoenix from afar. And even without knowing anybody on the team now, we don't talk about that stuff. We don't go inside that. We don't even really talk about basketball. We just talk about normal stuff because that's what we that's what we've always done. And um, so I never, you know, mix that uh, here. Uh, but just again, knowing from afar about Robert Sarver, hearing about the ten million dollar fine, the one year the one year suspension, and we both key felt that that wasn't enough. That wasn't right uh, based on uh, everything that happened with Donald Sterling. And here we are now with Robert Sarver. Well, it looks like he's looking into selling the team, Keith. And I think it's, on his part, the right thing to do. Yeah, definitely the right thing. I mean, we touched base on it a little bit yesterday. Little bit, I mean, yeah. It is the right thing to do. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, like, you know, it, it looks bad on the league. I mean, it, it just did. I mean, we talked about this last week, this part. Like, you know, there's a league that says that it's woke. It's, all, it's down for minorities. It's down for females. You know, it, it, it's down for, you know, um, you know, to, for, you know, everyone. 
Like everyone, right? Quality. Quality, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, this stuff happens. And, you know, a year suspension, 10 million for a billionaire, that's crazy. And, you know, so, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's one of the things that had to happen. The sad part about this is my man is going to bring in, like, he's going to sell the team for, like, about three mil, but they're saying he's going to uh, net or he's going to bring in a mil, make a million dollars off of this team more than he has as a punishment. Yeah. Yo, punish me. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, but, but at the same time, it, it, it's, it, it can't stand, man. You just can't, like, you know, you, you, you just destroying your clientele is a bad look for the league. And, and him, you know, a lot of times it's one of those things where you say you're going to sell, you decide it's like somebody retiring or a coach saying, Hey, I'm gonna resign from my job. But we all know he probably was about to get fired. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so you wonder if, if he was actually pushed out or did he just come out and say, Hey, Hey, I'm gonna do what's right. You know? Yeah. Well, glad to see that is happening. Hope it happens quickly. I know these things take time and and all of that but uh, hopefully it, it happens quickly so you people we can just all move on from this and just focus on the basketball i mean it's a good it's a good team you know whatever your rooting interest is from afar though you watch them and it's a good product finally on the floor fun team to watch they don't need that stuff hovering over them uh, as as they play basketball and look chris paul is out there and this having to deal with this for the second time being in la with Dallas sterling a few years back when all that stuff really broke uh the way that it did keith but uh so, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it all continues to play out and update everybody once see if we get more information as it goes along. Keith, got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. Might as well tell the folks about the NBA 50, man, while you're at it. Yeah. And, and alerting people. Exactly. You know, like you said, thanks for making Locked On 76 your first listen. Now go make the NBA Top 50 on Locked On NBA your second listen. Which NBA player – moves the betting line the most this season locked on and the bet online odds makers present the nba top 50 most valuable players find it on locked on nba wherever you get your podcast and on youtube and after you get done doing that you can get locked on six wherever you get your podcast and on youtube and let me tell you this when you go to youtube you click Click on the Liberty Bell and you become our latest subscriber. And then another thing you need to do is you need to, after you listen to this podcast, this evening, you have to listen to the Divine Giving Show, right? It is a show that runs every day on 97.5, typically from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Sometimes it's adjustments with the schedule, but you can go there every day on 97.5 FM, 6 to six to ten to listen to my man D. He has his own show. Also, do yourself a favor and follow D on uh on on Twitter at Divine G975. Follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. And I'm back in business this week. My first article in a long time is going to be in Sunday's paper on online on uh, inquire.com. So give that a give that a read and give my man a listen and keep coming back to this podcast no doubt about it we appreciate it everybody thank you so much 
And again, make your second listen Locked On NBA, Locked On Experts. Covering the biggest stories. There's a bunch going on in the league right now around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you check it out. Keith, we'll catch up tomorrow, man. Thank you. Thank you. Peace. Got it.